0: The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Friends in Recovery Podcast, the podcast that is here to help you, a loved one, or a friend get started down the road to recovery. This is the Friends in Recovery Podcast, brought to you by the Genesis House. Genesis House, providing a safe, nurturing environment to heal from addiction since 1992. Please be a friend and share our message with a friend on Podbean, iTunes, iHeartRadio, or YouTube. And now, here are your friends in recovery.
1: Hey, welcome everybody to the Friends in Recovery podcast. Podcasting live from Studio Twenty One in beautiful Salem, New Hampshire, and uh, it's nice to be here. Ed, how are you? Hey, Mike, how you doing? Nice Podfathers back. Yep, Podfathers Good back. To see you. We have a, a special guest. Product. with. That's right. <laughs> we have a special guest today. We have uh, Jesse C with us and uh, we can. Uh, He's going to tell he, us a little bit of his life story. Correct. I guess, correct. Right. Yeah. And I think you yeah. got a few things to, to talk, talk about. Today. We do. That, we
2: got a couple things. that's good to be back on. Um, we, we took a little break. We are looking for sponsors, of course. That always keeps the show going. So if any, certainly. if anybody out there wants to give back, um, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call. You'll see the number flashing up every once in a while. Um, also, um, a couple of things that we got going at Genesis house, and of course, we can't do this without Genesis house. Absolutely. Um, you know, we've been around 27 years down in Florida, um, family run business. We're very small detox rehab. Um, and if anybody needs help, you can call that 800 number on a screen or it's 800 737 0933. That'll get right to the office and, um, somebody down there will help. And Mike also, you can, you always yep. give out your number. We too. have, um,
1: for, for the pod father. 978-746-1717 <laughs> <laughs> seven, seven, one, seven, one, seven. There you go The new number That's a new number It's for a new Mike. number 978 seven, seven, one, seven, one, seven, 746 if you need anything, give us a buzz. Mike always helps. Um, I'd like to st- give a shout-out to Skyler. Um, she's our alumni coordinator
2: at Genesis House. She certainly is. And she put a lot of um, – she's been working pretty hard getting alumni meetings together, and I'm sure you you know what they are. Oh, yeah. You probably participate in Those some, I'm are very guessing. Helpful. Yep, yep. Um, But Skyler has three up-and-coming um, uh, alumni meetings. So with the alumni out there listening – um hopefully one of these will be in your area and please get to it skylar needs to turn out um it's good bring a friend bring somebody in recovery bring somebody not in recovery maybe that you know wants to see what what everything's about but um so our Florida alumni night is going to be Saturday the 23rd from 6:30 p.m. to 8:30 p.m. at 2763 South Congress Avenue in Palm Springs Florida um The New Jersey alumni is going to be March 22nd from 630 to 830 at 108 Summerdale Road in Voorhees, New Jersey. And last but not least, we have a Massachusetts alumni night is going to be Wednesday, February 27th. And I'll be at that meeting. And I think um, Skylar's at the other two meetings, but I'll be at the, uh, the Wednesday meeting, the 27th of February at 7 at 3 Baldwin Green Common suite 303 in Woolburn. Now, of course, you can always call um, the 800 number or you can call me directly. Um, it's uh, My cell number is 215-694-1994. Or you can reach out to Skylar because she's our alumni coordinator. Um, her cell number is um, 856-397-7647. Um, and, uh, just reach out to one of us if you want to attend that meeting and, um, or you can email us at, yeah. uh, what's our email address in, um, God, I'll, I'll get that together for us. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a in, lot of numbers. Yeah, I know. I know. But c- call one of us and we can, we can figure it out for you. helps so. available. Yeah. It's available. Absolutely. Nope. So Mike, it's been a long time, Mike. It's yeah, been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. And Ed Sullivan. Good to see you
1: it's my pleasure as always
2: <laughs> what, what did we say before two eds are better than one i oh, like yeah, that
1: Exactly. <laughs> it takes a village on this show good god <laughs> for so, sure, for sure. <laughs> how you been mike i'm doing good good, good very good, good. staying good. busy and uh winter's um winter up here in new england's going by pretty slowly but um, <laughs> i think we've been very fortunate not a lot of snow yeah um, let's keep it that way Yeah, yeah. let's keep it yeah. that way Hopefully We're yeah. going to get a little bit more tomorrow But yeah Yeah, time's going by fast Yeah So you might know this guy sitting next to us Yep, I remember uh, <laughs> Jesse C From uh, probably 2002 Um good friend of ours His aunt um, brought him in to see me And I was working at a place called um, um, What was that? Was that Arbor? No, that was Yeah, Arbor Counseling And uh, that was it It was a while ago It was No, mm-hmm. you're you an adult I know. I'm a all young grown man. up. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all grown, grown, grown up, up. and uh, so doing gifts, well. Gives so to recover. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What have you been yeah. up to? Well, why are you here? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, the reason yeah. why yeah, you're why why am am here. I'm Not I'm to look pretty, yeah, but. <laughs> exactly. He's um, a good looking man. He is. So making I, us
2: look bad, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's impossible.
0: <laughs> I met Ed a couple years ago, and he said, I have this podcast I do with this guy, Mike Miles. And instantly I thought, hmm, that name is rather familiar. I wonder if that was someone from my past. Um, and at the time, I just wasn't ready to listen to what Mike was saying. You didn't owe money, did you? I didn't owe money. <laughs> thankfully, I, th- I think Mary paid <laughs> for my insurance or whatever. Wonderful, but, wonderful uh, woman. Wonderful. Yeah, she's a great lady. Yeah, super, um, super. And my uh, my counselor from when I was 16, 17, 17 something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Couldn't tell me anything at that time. It wasn't you; it was me. Um, but I said, "Oh yeah, I'd love to l- connect with Mike." And then, boom! Here we are, a couple of years later. Yeah, um, had a long journey. Went to a very dark place, even darker after I met you. Yep. Yeah, um, all the all the same pitfalls of drug addiction and alcoholism, uh, jails, institution, damn near death. And then in recovery, so uh, I guess I'll just start here. My sober date, August 11, thousand nine. Wow, uh, I, well, I guess that's why have you're a here. Sponsor,
1: yeah. See,
0: <laughs> right. we um, have an answer for everything. I sponsor guys. Sponsor guys. Good. And That's that's the solution and the steps for me. Excellent, excellent. You Married, couple yeah. children.
2: Yeah, married. Beautiful. I think children. my wife's
0: watching this. Yeah, love nice, you. Say nice. hello. Yeah. Um, yeah t- say
2: hello to the kids I'm yeah. sure. You have yeah. two two daughters. Two daughters. Yep. Yeah. So Grace
0: is two, yeah. and and Maddie's four, almost five months old. What's well, better than that? Yeah. It's Not so much right. Yeah. <laughs> just seeing two little. Kids. I get to hang out with them tonight. She actually just texted me. That's awesome. I'll be home and hang out with them tonight. Very good. No, good. And, the, good. and those are the kind of gifts today. But I, I never thought that that was possible.
2: Yeah, we never understood that years and years of entire. In, mm-hmm addiction and and uh people don't understand that now even if they're in their addiction and uh it, it, there is an end there you know and, and that's why we want you on here to tell your story to kind of give everybody hope and mm-hmm. some of the alumni that might be watching might be struggling um people who, family members might be watching might be struggling yeah what do i do and you know hopefully they'll get inspired by what you have to say so you know yeah
0: so after i met you i thought the geographical cure would fix me and i, I moved to florida with right. my family and and i I ended up seeing Mike through an aunt and uncle that I lived with because I blamed other people for my problems and my parents did the best they could raising me with what they had, taught me values and morals and just loved on me. And I had an authority problem from a real young age I didn't like being told what to do. No offense Mike, I damn sure did not like cops. <laughs> not, none and, of us do. None yeah. of us do. <laughs> and um
1: I'm not liking them too much of yeah. myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's another podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: so we went down to Florida, and uh, I lasted about six months, and they bought me a one-way ticket back to Massachusetts, and I was 18, I and you couldn't tell me nothing. I had the Superman complex, as I call it, and I proceeded to uh, get a job at the, at the best place for a budding alcoholic and addict at a bar. Wow. And uh, I wasn't a bartender, although I thought I'd be one later on in my career. And um, all I did was just get drunk, steal booze from the place. I was a cook which they kept the booze with the food, which was great for me. And um, that preceded, oh, about five years of in and out of jail, homelessness, bouncing around, burning bridges. My parents, who saw this from afar because they were still down in Florida, did what they could for me. But I manipulated and I lied and I cheated. and, And the phone calls were you know, send money, or if I was locked up, send canteen, <laughs> and, uh, you know, write letters, and, and really, for seven years, we didn't see each other. Wow. So I have, you know, mom and dad, love them, and they'll eventually watch this, love you guys, and I have one brother who, they were all in Florida at the time, and I was the classic example. If anyone out there listening or watching thinks that you're only harming yourself, well, I get it, great. I've been there, and you're not. No. Yeah, because so I thought to that it. too, that's right. but I robbed my parents that's from... Right that
2: peace of mind yeah. that they now have. They know I'm safe. Sure. They know I'm yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, we see family members always worrying and worrying. Right. And, and, you know, I, Mike and I were in that same position. Uh, you know, my daughter's sober now. Mike's the son is sober. That's um, awesome. Matter of fact, they were in treatment together. Yeah, um, same time. But, um, you know, the f- f- we worry. And sometimes as family members, we have to say, fuck it. I can't do it anymore. Mm. And let You know, you're on your own. You're on your own crash course. Is that what your parents kind of did to kind of let you go through your process? Or were they enabling or... They were enabling at first,
0: and then they eventually got the tough love, and they were just pretty Good. much sick of it. Okay. And, okay. you know, that started off with the, the one-way ticket back. Mm-hmm. They said, you want to go back? I'm a Revere kid. And they said, you want to go back? Hey, we'll send you back. And I, I slept on my friend's couch that slept on the other couch because yeah. he didn't really have much going on at the time either. And, uh, you know, we got this little job at the bar and thought we had life by the balls. Mm-hmm. But we, we didn't know what we didn't know. That tip money went quick, huh? Of course it did. <laughs> of course it did. And, you know, my parents just proceeded to do the best they could. Uh, they're, they're very spiritual, church-going folk. Okay. And, and the particular religion they practice, they light candles right. for people every Sunday, and mm-hmm. they burned a lot of... A lot of wax, yeah, you know, yeah with yeah. prayers for oh, us. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm happy to report that my brother and I both went separate ways. But he's he's in the military and he's doing phenomenal super. things. Good, and good. And it's no coincidence to me today that I got sober and he joined the military within a month. Wow, wow. No, is your brother one of us? No, okay. no. He's um, just, you know, he's he, a normal. He, he could have been. Okay, he very well could have been. We were doing all the same stuff together, and and his ticket out of Pensacola, Florida, was to join the Navy. And okay. just to give you an idea of like how how things were for us and all the the dead ends and the burning our parents out you know my parents same, sent me a one-way ticket back to revere and my brother said i want to join the navy and my dad said i'll believe you when you go to boot camp and send me a letter and he did he call, to, huh? yeah, 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 he, he yeah. went to grand rapids michigan yeah, sent okay. him a letter yeah, and he's been all over the world and well, he's, good he's for now him. down back in florida full circle but good good is a career well. for him Yep. Yeah, it's a career, and he's, uh, you know, he has a wife and a kid as well. Nice. Some of the greatest gifts was last three years getting to live up here. They were living up here. So we got to raise our kids together, good, 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 and see each other.
2: It's amazing when you get sober to things that you you see and you understand right. and, and all that. But back to you know the the doom and gloom, as my sponsor likes to say, mm, um, you there's know a lot of that. We yeah, <laughs> um, but you know we we don't understand it at the time when we're in it, and you're sleeping on somebody's couch or you're yeah. stealing the booze from wherever you can steal it from, or you know. Trying to screw over the drug dealer. Or, hey, listen, hey, we 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 all did it. Seen it know. all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah.
0: So um, you know, I'll just back up a little bit. So that place, uh, I was really good at burning bridges and people who cared about me. And uh, I was the classic example of alcoholism and drug addiction taking from you before you even have anything to take. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a license. I didn't have a car. I didn't have an apartment. All that stuff came when I got sober. So that place that I was living at very quickly when the cops come looking for you. And you're working at a place that requires a security badge. There goes the job. There goes the home. And then I'm out on the street, right. and then you know, fall in with some people that say, "Oh yeah, sure, we'll we'll put you up here, and, and all we do is party and drink and get high, and it, it seems fun for a period of time. It is, but really, I knew there was more in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the book, it talks about uh, being recovered, mm-hmm. uh, recovered from a hopeless state of mind and body. Yeah. Right. And and I have a very vivid word picture when I think of that. Being in this place, at this particular place, with no furniture, just getting high every day, right. looking myself in the bathroom mirror and thinking, is this all that life has to offer? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was in the same city that I grew up in, but I, I didn't leave the same city block for about three months that sure. summer. And it was just all up to no good. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to report today that if anyone's feeling like that, there is more to life. Mm-hmm. We can do whatever the hell we want in recovery.
2: Absolutely. And provided that we're clean and sober. Yeah. We could be successful, we could be whatever we want, you're we can right. We could do whatever we want, yeah. and I, I yeah. was
0: the classic example of selling myself short. You know, I went from from menial job to menial job and, and just settling for less and roaming houses, and if you were dumb enough to let me sleep on your couch, I'd sleep there for a little <laughs> while before I stole something and, and burned that bridge, yeah. um, and then, you know, getting locked up, and yeah. I'm, I'm not a tough guy by any means, pretended to be for a while, thought I was, um, no offense, Mike, had that whole <laughs> fuck the police mentality and, um, you know, carried that for a long time. And it wasn't, I'll, I'll jump back to the doom and gloom, but it wasn't until I was sitting in treatment and this commitment came in. And for those that don't know, commitments are when meetings come into treatment when you can't go out. And uh, I knew everyone on the, on the board except for one, and I shook all their hands in the beginning. And, and this one guy started sharing. It became very evident that he was a police officer. And my first thought was looking at my hand and saying, I shook this motherfucker. (laughs) Like I was just totally full of just anger. And and really, it was fear. I didn't know at the time. But in that commitment, he won me over. And I realized that he was no better or no worse than I. We were both the same, looking for the same thing. One day, clean and sober from an alcohol or drug or any mind or mood-altering substance. And I pulled him aside after, and I, I told him what had happened. And that guy became a good friend of mine, and he actually uh, would bring me to meetings. And I, you know, he went through some family stuff, and I was able to be there for him. And it was, it was really yes. just a beautiful yes. sort of 180 on the mm-hmm. way that
2: I grew up, that stinking yeah, thinking yeah. we talk about. Yeah, right. You never know who you're about. sitting at a meeting with. I mean, you know, a, a poor guy, a rich guy, a cop, a robber, you know, we're, we're all at the meetings for one reason. And it. if you have any doubts out there or whatever, you know, you're, you're not. You may not be a cop, or you may not be a success- successful businessman. Doesn't matter. When we're in that meeting, we're all together for one reason, and that's it. You know, right. and and that right. that's the most important part. You know, I don't fit into the meetings. Bullshit. You fit in. Mm-hmm. You're an addict. You know, I hear that all the time. Um, I I, I don't I don't like aiming meetings. I don't fit into them. <laughs> Maybe that one meeting you don't fit into, but there's thousands of other right. ones all over. I go to meetings all over the country, and I fit into every fucking meeting. Exactly. You know, I travel all over, and and I fit into every meeting I go to because I know. Why I'm there. You exactly. know what I mean? So, good.
0: <laughs> and let's let's get, get this out of the way, too. If if you think you have to be gung-ho or on fire for recovery, that, that'll that come if you work in a solid program. Right, right, but yeah. you, you don't have to at first. Um, you don't have to at all, actually, because I was arrested into recovery. Uh, August 11, 2009, I was in an area that I had no business being in the middle of the night with – a Vehicle that didn't belong to me, and items on me that I had no business having, and I was rightfully so, subsequently arrested. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to think of that as my higher power sending two guardian angels at the time. I didn't realize that because they right. were police officers, <laughs> and the first thing I did was lie to them mm-hmm. and give them a fake name because I didn't want to go to jail, but mm-hmm. they brought me anyway. And, uh, they were nice, enough fake to name they, or not. Yeah, bring oh, it. yeah, yeah. And they said, You're coming with me, buddy. It's a dead end street. What the fuck are you doing here in the morning? Um, <laughs> yeah, and um. You know, I, 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 they, they were nice enough to give me a place to stay for sixteen months, and you know that, that turned into that turned into a life that I never thought possible. I remember sitting in that jail cell, writing a letter to my parents and admitting to them for the first time that I needed help because they were telling me for years they were lighting those candles. My right, family right, was saying, right. "Hey, you know, Jesse's, you know, not doing so well." And it, the the insanity, the the bullshit factory, if you will, that I think of because in my brain there's a bullshit factory that mm-hmm. still produces it. Yeah, it
2: does, yeah. Um, yeah. You know,
0: yeah. nine years clean and sober doesn't matter because, you, you know, we still have crazy thoughts. And uh, it's what we do with them today. It's the yeah. action. We That's don't right. get in trouble for our thoughts. Amen. But I was sitting in that jail cell, and I honestly thought <clears throat> if you hooked me up to a lie detector, I would have told you that my parents didn't know. That I had a problem, and I thought I was revealing some revolutionary shit to them. That you know, I I need help. I have a problem. Send the kite out, and they probably got in and said, "About
1: fucking time!" Right? We've been telling you for years, kid. So true, right?
2: We're always the last to know. We yeah. exactly. really are. Like, we're. Why am I in this jail cell, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I didn't. I never guy. knew this. Yeah, yeah. It's funny you're looking at you, and and I mean, did you ever think you'd be sitting in a jail cell? I mean, you know. No? I mean, you you don't look like a guy that's huh? supposed to be in jail you know what and, i mean you know,
0: I, I hear that often and yeah. I, I thank you for that compliment
2: <laughs> because people say
0: that you know oh, you didn't go to jail or I, I share with people that know me today and just know me sober and, and i like to see their their jaw dropping yeah, right, angry, yeah right. and exactly you know, share right. just a little yeah. bit maybe with some normies yeah. out there that, yeah. that really don't get it they're like yeah. Yeah. what's wrong well,
2: with you this? know that's important to everybody listening out there too because you could be sitting out there using and thinking i'm i can get away with this or i can you know and one bad night in the wrong area with the wrong people and the sure. wrong shit on you you can be just right where you were you know yeah. what i mean and and you know there's you have to get help you have to you know call whatever i don't care who you call if it's call somebody a, somebody a priest uh you know whoever there. i mean yeah. you know whatever you whatever you can whoever you can talk mm-hmm. to and nowadays with recovery being so open there's everybody will give you some kind of guidance everybody has some kind of guidance somewhere and if not there's always always a way that somebody will get get just help yeah, somewhere so yeah
1: absolutely but. So you
0: know, there I was arrested and and sent to jail, and and at the time I I didn't realize like I said it was my higher power sending and some guardian angels, and there was other people too. There was a case manager that I'm still involved with, I keep in contact with at at the house of correction I was at, and she asked me that magical question, "Do you want help?" And at the time I I didn't know what I wanted. I never went to treatment. I settled for less. I went to jail. I was homeless. I like I said, if you were dumb enough to let me sleep on your couch, I would till I screwed that up, mm-hmm. yeah. and. She got me into a place that I ended up spending eight months at, and it, it changed my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It really did. And there was nothing unique or different that I did. There was nothing special. Again, if you think that you need all this gusto or you need to be on fire for recovery, right. you don't. Because mm-hmm. I, I didn't know shit. I still don't know much, but I know enough that I can't drink or drug in you safety. You know how to stay sober. That's and, it. And, and I know how to stay sober yeah, one sure, day at a yeah. time with a whole bunch of people. You yeah. know, I was Here we are in New Hampshire, and I was driving up here. Took probably an hour, and I was thinking of all the different people that played a role in my life—some right. small, some big, some really big—to yeah. To yeah. get me to this point Certainly. today. Oh sure. yeah, you know, it's it's about community. It's about being around people. Because when I was out there getting high and drunk, it was it was throwaway friends. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you had yeah. what I wanted, and I had what you wanted. Yeah. We were partying, we sure. would be sure. friends yeah. until sure. yeah. the money ran out it's or the right. drugs yeah. ran yeah. out, and then yeah. I'd screw you, yeah. and I'll never yeah. talk to you again.
2: Yeah. I always said I don't know my drug dealers. I don't know any of my bartenders I used to hang around. I don't know any people in the bars, you know, Mm. and, uh, you know, those people were just, like you said, just throwaway people. There's people in my life, sponsor, my wife, um, you know, key people in my life, my cousin. They've been around me for the 25 years that I've been, well, next month will be 25 years, but they've been around me, um, you know, they stuck through through everything, you know what I mean. And uh, those those drug deals don't care because there's going to be somebody else that's going to buy from them, or bartender is going to get a tip from somebody. Yep. You know, and somebody as long else. You the money; it's, it's they're your yeah. best friends until it doesn't happen. Exactly. And yeah. yeah. And you can
0: find people sure. that yeah. don't give a shit what you have. Yeah. yeah. And Although, I, I learned that early on that it didn't matter what I had. I was I was always used to ulterior motives. Yeah. Absolutely. And if I did something for you, you'd expect something back. Mm-hmm. And, and early on yeah. in that treatment center someone gave me something it was, it was very small but i remember thinking what does he want from me yeah oh yeah <laughs> it was exactly. such a trip to realize I holy know. shit he doesn't want anything it was yeah. just yeah. cuz you're supposed to do something nice for
2: someone so, yeah. yeah i
1: drove um i drove the police wagon for the first um 3 years of my sobriety it was kind of like a punishment um but you know what it was it was a blessing in disguise because all i picked up were people that were arrested 99% of them were drug and alcohol related arrest you know they probably wouldn't have done some of the things they had done if they weren't using you know yeah. and it really made me take a look at life on life's terms mm-hmm. it made me realize you know that punishment turned into being a godsend mm-hmm. literally yeah. because yeah. it made me understand life and what was going on and how fortunate I was to be sober didn't have a, any i had nothing I had no money i I had barely had a car um you know th- things weren't going well financially but Spiritually, emotionally, it was like a whole new life. Oh yeah, thirty, thirty-two years old, and uh, I found sobriety. And and I honestly believe, being a cop, if I had been in any other profession, I don't know if I would have connected as much as I did because I'd be searching people every night. That's what I did. I picked them up. I searched them. I had to put them in a cell. I had to listen to everything. I had to write down all their information. And it made me realize how fortunate I was that I wasn't the guy with the cuffs on. Yeah, Yeah, I like what what you you
2: said, Jesse. You can look in the mirror now. And uh, I'm happy with who I am. I I don't make a billion dollars a year. I'm not... I'm not um, Donald Trump. I, I, you know, I, I'm just a everyday productive citizen, productive member of society. That's was, what we are. Yeah. I yeah. always yeah. like to say that I didn't
0: live life; I just existed. Yeah, yeah. yeah and today we yeah, get to live life. Yeah, yeah. And, exactly. You know, Mike, you talked about financially or maybe physically, you didn't have all the gifts in the world, right. but emotionally, mentally, right. you, you were blessed beyond your Absolutely. wild dreams. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I found out too, because I remember leaving that treatment center and, and going to a rooming house. And I had lived in a rooming house a few other times before, not sober, and all I had in life was a couple boxes of possessions (laughs) and a blow-up mattress I borrowed from my roommate (laughs) next door. Yeah, yeah. And I was happy as a pig and shit. Yeah, Yeah. right. You're sober. (laughs) And a lot of
2: people, but see, people don't understand that, like where they're at. They're stuck. You know, we didn't understand that. You know what I mean? We didn't understand. First of all, when I got into treatment, I'm like, you want me to stop drinking? <laughs> or you want me to stop <laughs> being be a I mean, Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't done that in years. I'm like, and you want me to go into it. So one day at a time was very important I me. Mean, one minute at a time was mm-hmm. so important. Oh, boy, it's so true. Um, it, it, it just got me through a lot, which I'm sure each one of us has a story about it one day at a time here. Um, you know, now the doom and gloom is, is everybody goes through that. What, what, good things are going on in your life now Ooh. because obviously you're nine years sober and there is a good outcome to There's it a obviously great outcome. it's know. a
0: happy ending yep, it yeah it is exactly. yeah right, absolutely right? yeah it would you know I'm, I'm glad these guys will cut me off when i talk too long because it'll sound like i'm bragging to be honest <laughs> no, I told no, no, everything no. all the good stuff in life so the, the cliff note version is that you know I, I took a hostage like we all do or most of us do early on where You know, she, uh, if if those that don't know up here, we we call that a relationship where it's just very codependent (laughs) and, and, uh, dysfunctional. And, uh, she is my wife today Mm -hmm. and you know, things worked out. Things don't always work out like that, but they do. And her family's been there every step of the way. Her family has experience with addiction and recovery Mm -hmm. and they have just gone out of their way. My parents now I have a great relationship with shortly after getting out of that treatment center. I hopped on a plane and we spent Christmas together. Wow! The first time in seven wow. years. Yes. My mom, my dad, my brother. Wow! Wow. And the amazing thing is, no one called the cops. <laughs> no one got arrested. No one was it, asked to leave. No one was asked to leave. We coexisted. Old-fashioned on the, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. We coexisted on the same roof for ten. Wow, days. what a
2: normal, boring Christmas it you was had.
0: Beautiful. I know. I know. And, and during that time, you know, with the help of the sponsor and guidance, I, I made my face-to-face amends to all three of them. Wow. And, you know, from that day to now, we, yeah. we have a, sure. a great relationship. And for those that are sitting here thinking, you know, I need to make my amends right away. I always remember that, you know, the amendment to the Constitution doesn't apologize to the Constitution. Yeah. It makes it right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So okay. I have I to like think that. about amends, about making that. things right. Yeah. Not necessary because we've heard, I'm sorry, I'm sorry yeah. so yeah, yeah, many yeah, times. Yeah. Sure. So, oh, sure. You know, um, I also I, like to say sure. that I run my recovery like Scarface. And that may sound <laughs> really, uh, you know, weird. But uh, there's a line in there that says, I have two things in this world and I don't break them for nobody my word and my balls. Yeah. <laughs> so today, and, and this this happens with, you know, I, I have the pleasure of seeing, seeing men right. grow from that doom and gloom mm-hmm. to, you know, being sure. upstanding members of yeah. society today. Yeah. But I can't get them sober. I can't keep them nope. sober. Nope. They have to put in the work. I'm there just to be a guide. Sure.
2: Um, Absolutely. Sure. And
0: you best believe that today, if I tell you I'm going to do something, if I text Ed and say, "Hey, I want to get on this podcast. Let's do it." Right. And Ed says, "Sure, come up to Salem, New Hampshire."
2: Okay. I'm going to be there. Yes. And I, yeah. I beat him here, ladies and gentlemen. He, did. Right. Yes, he did. did. Yes, he did. Yes. He was waiting both for. Where are you? <laughs> Where <laughs> like, like, I'll, I'll be you. right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is true. That is so, true. So,
0: you know, I I can I can be a upstanding citizen today. I can I can say something yeah. and actually
2: follow through with it. Yep. Yeah. Um, and we we never did that when we were using and and that I, I remember always making promises to somebody and and um, and just not showing up or yeah. just being too drunk and 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 that's the one good thing I always try to sometimes listen we're we're not perfect it's progress not perfection no, right. and there are times that you have might have to cancel something or but not because we were a drinker not because we couldn't get up or because right. we slept for three days because we had a hangover yeah. whatever the case Cause may cause be we're human. or you're in jail or exactly you know? I, I do I'll
0: just you reminded me. of this where i was 17 and and my wife came to revere beach to uh, meet me we were gonna go wherever and i got picked up by the stadies there because i was smoking weed a block away Mm -hmm. from the State Police barracks, and I turned around and I saw the Stadies boot, and I said, "Oh shit!" So I'm in the jail cell across the street from Wonderland Train Station. I have no way of calling her. Right, I have no way of letting her know. There's no cell phones, right? So here she is. She comes all the way out. This is before we had licenses or right. cars, and you know I can see her. She can't see me. And she went home that night having no clue where I was. Oh, so man. Today right. she knows exactly where yeah. I am. Right. Yeah. All all my people and my family, my extended right. friends, and my extended recovery family, yeah. which. You know, if you're sitting here and you're thinking life is over because you got oh, clean and sober, yeah. and maybe you're, you know, on day one or day 31, mm-hmm. life just began. It right? does
1: it because does. you can
0: find a whole new yeah. set of friends yeah. that, that actually care about you, yeah. and yeah. you can have fun in recovery. Yes. Yeah. And
1: you work, you work in the recovery field now too, right? Is I that do. Yeah? That was
0: that was another thing that I thought my brain was fried. I actually remember being in that treatment center. And forgetting my age and counting on my fingers for my birth date on. Yeah, right. So I thought I was just completely, right. there was no way that I was going to learn anything.
2: Yeah. But yeah. I found
0: that when I went to school, I, I enjoyed it, one. And I was kind of good at it. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So my higher power used my character defects of ego and pride. And all my friends at the time that went to school together, instead of talking shit about how messed up we got, we compared our GPAs and talked shit that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and I I just graduated with my bachelor's degree. And and now I'm working on the next step. And I, I get to talk to... You know, my higher power put me in a situation where I get to talk to people in early recovery at a detox, mm-hmm. but I also get to talk to their families, yeah, right, and right. I get to share from from sure. both experience, sure, yeah. dual experience of yeah. being in recovery myself and also having a family right. that yeah. that coped with my addiction and my recovery. Right. Yeah. You know, Because my, my wife is one of those normies. Yeah, she can yeah. have a drink oh, yeah. every <laughs> right.
2: three yeah. months and not right. really yeah, I care know. about my it. My wife it's drinks a little bit, takes a sip out of a glass, and leaves there. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing that for? <laughs> it's weird. <huh>? Call <laughs> it's so juice. weird. Yeah, yeah alcohol abuse. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it's amazing the progression that we have in each one of our lives. And, and we thank God every day for that. I get on my knees every day. I mean Mike Me talk too. about it on the show all the time. And I thank God for what I have. Good, bad, or indifferent, because Enrique. Yeah. In I went through two divorces in recovery, mm. um, and I have a great wife now. She's wonderful, um, and uh, you know. But but things don't go perfectly in recovery. No, you they know? don't. You know, I, I it, it's not easy. Sometimes it's right. it's it's you know it, it gets rough. But we can reach out to you know. I call Mike. I now I have you. We yeah. can give you a call. Vice versa. This won't be the last time come. I talk. To oh you. no, no, not 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 at all. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So so that that progression. <laughs> it goes well when it goes well also. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And sure. not not just in, not just the progression of, of the addiction. We we our lives, lives go well. Not that we're making billions of dollars or whatever. We're, we're right where we're supposed to exactly. be. We're sober and we're right where we're supposed to be. And it seems like a lot. And, and, and especially if you're sitting there, like you said, day one or day 31, I'm never gonna be like those fucking guys. Well, yeah, yeah you could be, you, could you know, because I remember when I was, you know, early recovery, I'm like, God, he has a year clean. How the fuck How did he get a year that? clean? And then, they, then I get a year clean. I want to have five years clean. That guy has five years clean. And it looks now, like I'm, he has a shit you know, together. yeah. So it's it's amazing, and so so it's always um, a, a work in progress, you mm-hmm. know. And, and uh, but you have to take the step to get into recovery, and exactly. that's what you right. did. That's, and look where you're the at to that step,
0: and and you know, plenty of people along the way planted mm-hmm. a seed. Mike planted a seed at the yep. time. Mm-hmm. Yep. It didn't grow for many years because of my own. Character defects, but when it did, and I and you know they say hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, I look back and I said, oh, I'm going to get a hold of that guy and let him know what he did did. for me. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I thought it
1: was funny when Ed called me. He said, "Do you remember this young man?" I said, "Absolutely." And I don't know whether Ed was surprised or not. He said, "Well, it's (laughs) been a while." I said, "No, I do remember." I've seen hundreds. I mean, literally hundreds, uh, maybe thousands of of, uh, clients over the years. You know, but. You just remember certain people, you know, and and as soon as you said your name, it just clicked, everything clicked into place. Yeah. I knew where you lived, I knew who your aunt was, I kind of knew your story a little bit. Yeah. But for me, when I look back, I've been doing this a long time, I've been doing recovery work for over 30 years, I've been sober almost 33 years, I feel like it's gone by fast, but the gift of sobriety, not just for me, it's it's being able to sit here and listen to you tell your story and... it's just such a such a heartfelt experience to be sitting here listening to you because you're really, you know, you can tell all, all your lingo, everything you're saying is just, you know, it's, it's he worked it's, hard for yeah, it, Where he's at it, today, it's all connected to recovery. Yeah, absolutely, you know? absolutely. If, if you
2: want it, it's here, yep, yep. it is here. And um, any last words, Jess? Because we have to. This is We're our closing music. We get the, We're wrapping the it music. up. Music. No, yeah. this has been great. And it goes I by quick you guys, when you're both. on this end of the
0: camera and it does. talking to people. Yeah, this was and great. If if anyone's out there and is thinking that they can't possibly get clean and sober you can and you can call someone and if anyone's thinking that they have no one to call you do because they gave out their phone numbers and you can call them
2: yep and i don't care
0: who you are or what you did we're not that bad at we're not that good at being
2: that bad. That that we're not. Amen. <laughs> good Amen point. Amen to good that. Point. Um, Mike, I want to thank you, the pod father. Yep. And more I will more also than welcome. We the also more than always welcome. thank Taylor for. Uh, having Taylor's us, been great. Yeah. For Genesis so good. House. Genesis House is just a great yep, place. yeah yep, many and, people down there. And Genesis House, the phone number is 800-737-0933 If you're looking for help. Give them a call. Give uh, Genesis House a call, and we'll be there for you guys. And Absolutely. As Jesse said, there's somebody out there. Now you have all these phone numbers and all these yeah, people to reach right. out for that's us. Right. One
1: that's day at a, so. a time. Just get through today, and tomorrow's a new day. And you don't know what's going to bring you. That's it. Jesse, you know? thank you very much. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, Mike. Pleasure Thanks, Jesse. Thanks, Pleasure
2: guys. You, Mike. Everybody, uh, thank you very much, and stay sober out there. Thanks, Ed. Thanks.